Hey guys, welcome back to the Wisdom and Stuff podcast. I'm your host, Daryl Boucher, and this is where we cut through the Christianese and tradition-based thoughts that hinder us from the limitless lifestyles that we as actual children of God are designed to walk in. So let's go ahead and dive into the Word and see what the Holy Spirit has for us today. Okay, well, praise God. Uh, welcome back, Wisdom and Stuff podcast, and this is the... Uh, Fourth session, I think we're going to probably wrap it up today on the subject of reconciling our memories um, and allowing the Holy Spirit to govern these things. There, there's there's a lot, obviously, that we can get into these things, but I think we've actually covered a, a, a good number of nuggets in this, and I this is so valuable to me. If it, you know, like Paul said, if he said the one thing that he did was he forgot those things behind. You know, the word says that that when we get born again, old things are passed away, and all things are made new, and all things are of God, right? And so we need to realize this that that w- the moment we get born again, we actually transition into our spiritual life, and and the things that happened in our natural life, they try to have influence, but they don't need to have influence on us. They just don't. Uh, what we what, what we're designed to do is not wrestle with our memory, but reconcile it. Actually, reconcile our memories back to what the Holy Spirit has designed things. I mean, I tell you what, it's what's interesting is. You know, if you read the Old Testament and you you read after all the patriarchs, you know, of Abraham and Moses and Noah and these different ones like this, you read after all these patriarchs, and then, you you know, if you read those things, you find out that these people were not perfect. They made some stupid bonehead choices, and they did things that were not, uh, you know, in faith. They did things that, that were just, I mean, just totally not right. I mean, they sinned. They did terrible things. Some of them did awful things. And, um, and yet, in Hebrews 11... When God kind of goes through what we call the Hall of Fame of Faith, um, you know, He doesn't say any of the bad things. You know, He just says, "Here's what they did by faith. Here's what they did by faith. Here's what they did by faith. By faith they did this. By faith they did it." Because, because heaven records what was done on a spiritual level. The earth tries to record what was done on the natural level, and that's what the earth values. So. The earth values these natural things, and our natural mind, if our, our unrenewed mind, will tend to value what the earth values. But our spirit, our spirits and our spiritually renewed mind will, will value what God values. And so just learning how to, to reconcile our memories and not even holding ourselves hostage and not holding other people hostage to their past. Uh, you know, we, we can't—that's another thing that we have to do in, in reconciling our own memories is not— holding other people's other people hostage to their past. You know, there, there's a lot of people who've done a lot of stupid things, and uh, and I don't want to limit them to their past behavior. And I don't want to limit them even to their good behavior. I want them to to excel, exceed. I want them to be so blessed. I want them to just go, just just skyrocket uh, in, in, the, in the things that God has for them. Uh, but if... If I'm still holding them hostage to their past, then I'm still holding myself hostage to my past. Because Jesus said that how we judge others is how we judge ourselves, right? And so if I'm still looking at people through a critical lens and saying, you know what? You know, they've done this and they've done this, therefore they don't deserve these things until they pay penance, then I'm actually holding myself to that pl- same place. And uh, and I, I remember one time uh, we I was... Uh, at church, just quite a few years ago, I was at church, and uh, and somebody I knew pretty well came up to me, and uh, they they were I don't know what we we're talking about, but they they were saying that they they ended up talking about uh, just just the words of their mouth, and and uh, I don't remember what the context was, but they said you know they said this is one thing I never do is they go I never 
I never say, well, because I'm getting older, these things, these these bad things have got to happen because I get older, you know. And and they said, no, oh, I never do that, man. I I I just I I never I never uh, attribute you know my age to to you know to my health or to my strength or stamina or anything like that. And that's good. We shouldn't do that. You understand? Our youth is renewed like the eagles. You know, we we, we are eternal beings. It says that even even Moses in the old covenant when he was 120 years old, his strength was not abated and his eye was not dim. You know, he, he was just as strong. He, he climbed a mountain at 120 years old. He was just as strong. So we should never attribute our, you know, our, our vitality or our ability or potential uh, physically to to a, a number called age. Um, and so anyway, this this guy is, is is in front of me and he's going, oh, he goes, I never do that. I never I never say, well, because I'm getting old, you know, here's the first thing that goes, and here's you know, because I'm getting old, I just can't quite do this as well. He goes, man, I just never do that. And he walks away, and uh, and I'm thinking to myself. Man, he does that all the stinking time. <laughs> you know, I'm literally saying, I'm thinking to myself, wow, this guy is is like, uh, what in the world? He's like so deluded or something. He he has done this so many times in my presence. He has he has literally said those those exact words of of well, I'm getting older, therefore I can't do this or that. You know, and and I'm 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 like kind of in awe of the fact that he he doesn't have a perception that he ever does that. You know, and um. And so anyway, that, that that conversation happened before church, and we we had church service and everything else. And then after church, I was I was just driving home, and I was for some reason that came back up, and I was thinking about that, going, man, I just is so shocking that that he has he literally has no perception that he has done this very thing so much over the years. I mean, uh, you know, and I've known him for a while, and he's done it so much over the years. And um, and the funny thing is, God interrupted me. <laughs> <laughs> and God said, God said, well, maybe, maybe he's just repented and maybe he's, he's genuinely repented to the point where he has no memory of it. Is that okay? He literally, God actually asked me, he goes, is that okay? And I had to humble myself and go, oh yeah, that's okay. If he's repented, if he has no consciousness of it, I don't want him to have consciousness of it. I don't want him to have a memory of that thing that will hold him back. And so I realized that I had to adjust my perception of what this man had been doing for years, and I had to say, nope, I free him of the memory of that because I want to equip him to be propelled and not hold him hostage to his own past. And you understand, we have to do these things. If we're not sowing these in other people, then we're, we're not going to be sowing them to ourselves either. You know, we're going to judge people as we judge ourselves. And so one of the things in when it comes to memory is, is just not um, allowing our soul to even value, you know, the I don't know the 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 punishment of the people around us who've done negative things, and it, and it doesn't mean that we're condoning what was done. It doesn't mean that we're saying it was right. We're not we're not we're not justifying it. We're not saying it was okay. We're just saying God's bigger than that. We're saying that there was forgiveness. You know that the same blood that forgave me forgave them. The same blood that cleansed me of all unrighteousness cleanses them of all unrighteousness. Praise God. And so. Anyway, uh, but when we're talking about though, uh, in 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 reconciling our memory or in in dealing with our past, forgetting those things which are behind, we talked about last time was how we have to stop stop choosing to remember those things, and honestly, the the the, the parts of people's souls have been hurt so badly that that's kind of what they're comfortable 
actually identifying with is that hurt and the pain, even though they hate the hurt and the pain, there's still value that our soul ties to those things. And so we, we want it to be, you know, paid for, we want it to be, uh, you know, we want justification. We want somebody punished for it. We want, you know, retribution. We want something. And so what we have to do is we have to choose though, to say, Oh, if, if, if I, if, when I get to heaven, if I'm not going to have any memory, any memory of that there, then I don't get to have any memory of that here because I can't pretend to be a steward of heaven and the earth. If I'm resisting heaven and allowing a temporal memory to have the, the rulership of my heart. So, uh, one of the, one of the best ways though, to do this is, uh, what the word says over in James, um, in James chapter one, he makes he makes a comment here that that is really cool. He says here, uh, he says you know in verse twenty two he says, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any man be a hearer of the word and not a doer of it, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a mirror or in a glass. For he beholds himself and goes his way and straightway forgets what manner of man he is. So he he makes a statement here. He's talking about our relationship to our identity and to our actions and saying if if we, uh, you know, he says if, if we read the word, if we do the word, I mean, if we hear the word and, and read the word, but we don't do the word, then it's like somebody who looks at themselves in a mirror. And I love this because he says you behold what, what he, he says you behold your natural face in the mirror. So when I look into the word, just like when I look into a mirror, I, I say this a lot. You know, when I when I looked in the mirror this morning, you know, right before I brushed my teeth, that mirror was not going to tell me who I was going to be. The mirror tells me who I am right now. The mirror literally is not future-based, okay? This is not a magic mirror on the wall. This is literally a, just a mirror that tells me who I am right now. It will never give me a picture of who I need to be or who I have to be or who I'm going to be. It tells me who I am right now. And so when I look into the Word, the Word is telling me who I am right now. If it says that I'm more than a conqueror, that's who I am right now. If it says I'm seated with Him in heavenly places, that's who I am right now. If it says I'm beloved child of God, that's who I am right now. If it says I'm a co-laborer with Jesus Christ I'm, and, and, and I'm, I'm a joint heir with him because of that, it's, it, it says, okay, that's who I am right now. That's not who I'm going to be when I get to heaven. That's who I am right now. It says he beholds somebody who hears the word. When you hear the word, you behold your natural face in a mirror. This is your natural face. This is literally who you're designed to be. You know, this is the, the the most the most comfortable place we're ever going to be is in our in our supernatural walk with God because we're designed to be supernatural. That's our first nature, and so this is our natural face. But He says, if I don't do the word. Then I'll behold who I am. I'll look at the mirror and say, "Wow, look at that! I am one who raises the dead. I'm one who heals the sick. I'm one who who is you know uh, more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. I am one who is is designed to govern things. You know, in 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 the spirit realm. I'm I'm a, a, a king and a priest here on the earth. That's my natural face. So I'll be I'll behold those things. And then it says, but then he beholds himself and he goes his way. So he doesn't go God's way. He doesn't do God's word. He goes the way he's been trained to go. He's been he, he goes the way of his experience. He goes the way of his natural memory. He goes the way that his mom went, that his dad went, that his 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 culture went, that society is going. He goes the way that he's been trained by the world to go instead of the way that the world that the, that the word of God says to go. So he goes his natural way. He says and straightway, he forgets what manner of man he was. 
It doesn't say he forgets what manner of man he will be. It says he forgets what manner of man he was. This the, the Bible is who we are. It's a description of who we are. It's not a list of rules, not a list of goals to, to accomplish. It is a, a, a description of who we are. It is a mirror. Okay, but if I read the word or hear the word and I don't do the word, then it says I will forget what manner of man I was. Now, I think this is so key to when we're dealing with an understanding of what memory is supposed to do, because memory, once again, is not, uh, is not something that we recall from our past events. Memory is what activates spiritual reality in our lives right now in a very physical way. Memory, I mean, like, like we said, you know, if you, if you literally just go in and you smell something, I, you know, we joke because we love Christmas, Rachel and I love Christmas, our family loves Christmas, and... Um, and so we do it big. We do Christmas big, okay? And uh, and I remember years ago, I told Rachel, you know, that that as as kids, you know, we we had Christmas and stuff. But you know, as as kids, you have certain you have certain memories that you know they trigger they trigger things. They trigger you know what you remember from back then. And so one of the things that triggers for me, of course, is a smell. And uh, and I was telling my brother about this not long ago that that the smell that triggers Christmas for me is that some of you guys may not even know what this smells like because it doesn't really have this smell anymore. But there's a the gold foil tinsel that we used to put uh, like the garlandy tinsel, the rope tinsel, garland tinsel that we, we used to put that around our Christmas tree growing up and that gold garlandy tinsel stuff, the foil stuff, it had a certain smell to it. And that smell, if I, and to, to this day, I, I do this because um, I didn't know this about myself until probably maybe, I don't know, probably, probably maybe 15, 20 years ago, I didn't, I didn't recognize this, that when I, I passed by something that was made of that foil and that smell triggered my Christmas memories. And that's when I realized, oh, that's this, that's the smell that triggered that memory. And suddenly, I'm I, that the, the Christmas feeling comes right back when I smell that smell. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's like boom. And I was telling my brother about this uh, just a few years ago, and he told me, he goes, oh, he goes, he goes, he goes, eggnog does that for me. He goes, I love eggnog, and he goes, when I smell eggnog or whatever, he goes, I'm I'm right that I'm right back there again. And so what happens though is that once again the memory gets triggered by something, and suddenly we're right back there again. And, and like I said, that could be good or bad. You know, there was, there was things that, 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 you know, in my childhood that, that happened that I remember different things, different songs or different, uh, movies or different things would trigger that. And I would be kind of like right back and I would have to fight, you know, the, the emotions that were tied to that experience, even though I was removed from the experience for 30, 40 years, um, I would have to fight the emotions that were tied to that experience. And, uh, and so I, I've learned to gain so much victory in this because I've learned how to not remember things. I've learned how to give them over to the Holy Spirit. But I've also learned that, my, that the role of memory is not to be an enemy to me. It's not my enemy. It's not a villain to me. The role of memory is to activate something and to bring it right back into my reality. So when Jesus said to, to take communion and, bring, and, and to put these things in remembrance, he's going, you activate it. You bring it right back back. So you're right back there. So you're right back in the reality of the power of the cross. You're right back in the reality of the power of his blood. You're in the tangible reality of the power of the resurrection when you remember it. And so so just I, once again, I'm, I want us to, to just kind of emphasize again the power of memory, but also the power of forgetfulness. And here he says that the, the forgetfulness is so powerful that I can read the word. I can actually see myself in the word. I can see my natural face in a mirror. I can see who I, who I rightfully am. 
I can see who I've been before the foundations of the world. I can see who I was when when God breathed me into being in the heavenly realm in the secret place when I was fearfully and wonderfully made. I can see all of that in the Bible. I can see it. I can actually get revelation knowledge of that. But then if I walk away and I go my way and I don't do the word, I'll forget what manner of man I was. Do you see the power of forgetfulness? If I can forget my spiritual identity, I can literally forget it, and I can just go about my life, and I can I can read the Word, get revelation of it, and then walk away, and later that day respond to a situation from the natural realm. I can respond as if I'm not anointed. I can respond as if I'm not uh, carrying the power of God. I can respond as if I'm from this earth and not from heaven. I can respond from a natural position just literally hours after I've read the Bible, That means forgetfulness is very powerful, right? Forgetfulness literally can sever my my reality from a spiritual identity and actually actually cause me to continue to walk in a, a, a temporal identity. Well, then that tells me that that when Paul says I'm forgetting those things which I'm forgetting those things which are behind, he understands the power of forgetfulness. If forgetfulness can sever me from my spiritual identity, it doesn't make it any less true. It just severs me from the reality of in my daily life. It doesn't make it less true. I'm still a child of God. I'm still made in his likeness and image. I'm still a king and priest on the earth. The reality is still true, but the manifestation of that reality is now severed from me through forgetfulness. Then how much more can forgetfulness sever me from a, a manifestation of things in my past hindering me? Right? I mean, I want you, can, you, can you see the power of forgetfulness here? That's why Paul says, there's one thing I'm doing here. I'm enacting forgetfulness in my life. I'm forgetting those things which are behind. I'm forgetting things. I purposed to forget so many things. And honestly, I didn't pick and choose about it because I wanted the Holy Spirit to govern my memory. So I have purpose to forget. I, I mean, it's. I, I just want to be a clean slate. There is no sacred cows here. You know, if if literally, if the Holy Spirit doesn't bring back, bring it back to my remembrance, I don't want to remember it. I don't want to remember. You know, even the littlest thing. I don't want to remember two plus two being four if it's not the Holy Spirit giving me that. Right? Because how do I even know it's four? How do I know two plus two is four? The world told me that. Human math told me that. But maybe it's not. Maybe two plus two equals banana. I don't even know, right? I mean, I I want heaven's definition of everything. And so if I want heaven's definition, if I want heaven's reality for every situation, then I I have to devalue and forget my past definitions of things. You know, Peter had to do that when he saw Jesus walk on the water, and he had to redefine his relationship to water. And say, for all these years, I've only known and and I only had experience with one relationship with water, but I devalue that right now so I can actually do what Jesus is doing. And that's what, if we're going to do what Jesus is doing, then we have to devalue those things. And so, but here he says that if I, if I don't do the word, then I will forget what manner of man I am. That tells me that conversely, or on the opposite side of that, that tells me that if I do the word, then doing the word activates remembrance. Praise God. Doing the word activates remembrance. If not doing it activates forgetfulness, then doing the word activates remembrance. That there is a there is something tangible. When I begin to do the word, I actually activate the muscle memory. I'm not so that you begin to do it, you realize, oh, this is my natural man. This is the natural person I'm supposed to be doing. You know, this is where I find my natural rhythm. And 
You know, we I can attest to that even by teaching the word. This is not something I was I was raised up in. I hated public speaking. I, I was deathly afraid of public speaking. But the more I began to do it, the more I found a muscle memory that was there was an anointing on it, and I could actually begin to do it. And I now there's nothing more I, I love to do than to love on people, you know, spend time with God and just allow people to see the word for what it is and allow it to come out of my mouth. I mean, this is this a natural flow for me. But just because it was natural doesn't mean I always did it, okay? And so right now, though, we need to realize that our memory is there to activate a spiritual muscle memory, and forgetfulness is there to deactivate the influence of our past in our lives, because those are that's the tether. That is the bungee cord holding us back from this, the supernatural life that God has for us. But so we have to take two roles here. Number one, we forget those things are behind, and then we begin to activate memory by doing the Word, and we activate a muscle memory and say, okay, Father, I know that I am not of the world just as Jesus is not of the world. I know that I have an identity that was formed in you before I was in my mother's womb. I know that you made me in a secret place fearfully and wonderfully. I know that I've been called and gifted to do supernatural things. I know that my mind is the mind of Christ. And and, in in Christ, there is no negative memory. In in heaven, nobody has bad memories. And so I don't have to have bad memories here on the earth. I activate supernatural memory to allow me to actually manifest what, what the reality of heaven is in my life right now. So with that, we need to wrap it up. Let's go ahead and pray. Father, we just thank you, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, for the opportunity we have to forget those things that are behind and to press and to literally reactivate the muscle memory that you've given us before the foundations of the world. And we allow the Holy Spirit to guide us and teach us and show us how to allow him to be the governor of our memory. And we just thank you for it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thanks for joining us today on Wisdom and Stuff. Don't forget to subscribe to get new updates and check out our podcast page on Podbean to find all our previous posts and full-length messages. We'll see you next time and have a blessed day.